What's up, guys? Today we're going to be talking about the second round matchup between the Raptors and Celtics. As of right now, both teams are up 3-0 in their series, so I'm just assuming they're both going to at least sweep or win in five games. So I think it's time to break this down because this second round matchup is something that Raptor and Celtics fans have been anticipating. And when you look at the matchup, these teams match up well against each other. They're both well coached, they both have a rising star, and they both have an all-star guard. So I think it's a, a good time to start breaking down the series and give you guys a rundown of my series preview and my prediction of who I think is going to win. And just a caveat before I start, I'm a Raptors fan. So my opinion may be biased, but I think that I've looked at this objectively and I personally think that my take at the end of this is going to be what I expect to happen. So let's first run down the rosters, starting with the Raptors. At the guard positions, the Raptors have Van Vliet and Lowry, OG and Siakam at the forward position, and then Marcus Saul starting at the center. And this lineup is likely what's going to be the starting lineup throughout the entire playoffs. However, I think that the ending lineup will have Norman Powell integrated into it um, instead of OG. And then off the bench, the Raptors have Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, and Terrence Davis. I'm not going to go much deeper because these are the guys that Nick Nurse plays in the rotation and gives significant minutes to in the playoffs. Even Terrence Davis doesn't get much time, but I just include him because I think he's an X-factor coming into this playoffs to see if off the bench, he gives you that ball handling. He can be a threat from three, he can be a threat driving into the lane, pass it out to guys, he's a good player, and I think that he can have a significant contribution. I think the Raptors need an eighth guy to help contribute, so I think he's the one, in my mind, who gives it on both ends and will really help the Raptors succeed in the playoffs, especially in the second round, because this matchup is tough. Moving on to the Celtics roster, you got Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart at the guard position, and then Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the forward position. And then Tice at center. And this lineup is a little bit depleted without Gordon Hayward, who got injured and I think got surgery on his ankle and is out four weeks now. So he's not gonna we're not gonna see him in these playoffs. We're especially not gonna see him in this round. Um so I believe that that's gonna swing the pendulum in Toronto's favor. And I think that having a Gordon Hayward would have benefited the Celtics in their wing depth. Obviously, there's secondary ball handling next to Tatum and Brown, a guy who can contribute, uh, who can pass, who can shoot. He really brings it all to the table, even though he hasn't been the flashiest player the last few years, obviously coming off that horrific leg injury. Um, and without him, the team will be a little bit shorthanded off the bench because you end up sliding Marcus Smart into the starting position. And then when you look at the depth, the three players who um, seem to get played on their squad is um, Wanamaker, Ennis Cantor, and Semi Ojeland. I think Brad Stevens uh, likes this rotation and doesn't really play anyone else. Um, you see a little bit more action down the bench, but I think these are like their eight guys um, in the rotation. And when you compare Wanamaker, Ennis Cantor, and Semi Ojeland to Obaka, Norman Powell, and Terrence Davis, I think there's no question that the Raptors bench is uh, significantly better in the playoffs. And I personally don't love Boston's depth. You know, it's hard to trust Ennis Cantor against a guy like Ibaka, 
who brings it on both ends. Ennis Cantor is a one-way scoring machine. And I think the Raptors' depth chart just seems to be better in general. Um, so that actually brings me into the next part. I'm going to do my comparisons. I'll put a post up on this sometime this week um, before the season series starts. And I think this is projected to kick off in about a week. So in about sat around the beginning of September, it's going to be late August um, is when the series is going to start. But let's go into our player comparisons. So at the point guard position, Lowry and Kemba Walker, I put them equal. I think that Lowry gives it better defensively and Kemba's a better offensive player, offensive scorer specifically. So I rank them equal. They're both all-stars. I think it's hard to put one objectively over the other. So I set them as equal. Uh, the shooting guard, Van Vliet's better than Marcus Smart. I think that's without question. Van Vliet's the more talented offensive player. Marcus Smart's an all-defense caliber player, but I think Van Vliet gives it on defense too, which sort of negates Marcus Smart's one advantage. At the four position, Jalen Brown is better than OG Ananobi. Um, and this one is the hardest for me, Tatum and Siakam. I personally think Tatum is the better player right now, today. I think that Tatum, at the beginning of the year, I would have said Siakam about a few months in. But Tatum, after the All-Star break, became a monster, averaging over 30 a game. He just looks so confident. And I know he's shown inconsistencies, but so has Siakam. There's no question that... Both these guys are a little inconsistent and scare me when playoffs come around, but I'm going to give Tatum the nod here uh, just because I want to be objective, and I do actually think Tatum is the better player right now. And then Marcus All is definitely better than Daniel Tice, and the Raptors have the better bench, as I discussed before, and I think that Nick Nurse is the better coach. He won Coach of the Year. Brad Stevens wasn't even in nomination. Even though he should have deserved some respect, I think he's a little underrated as a coach now. He went from being one of the best in the league to now no one really talks about him. People just forget him. Um, but he's led this team to the, thir the third seed and has consistently had regular season success. I guess the question is this year, can they have playoff success? And that's what we're going to have to see. But I think that Nick Nurse deserves the nod and deserves the respect from winning the championship last year and being named the 2020 Coach of the Year. Uh, Nick Nurse, I believe, is the best coach in the NBA. So I think the Raptors have that advantage. Uh, the Raptors win 4-2 in these comparisons. All oh, the ones I just listed above. Um, and so just to discuss this again, the Raptors do have the better depth than the Celtics and have a two-way identity that they thrive in. On defense, the Raptors will pack the paint and make you win shots by hitting threes. Um, something that the Celtics do. They're ranked 14th in the league in three-point percentage at around 34%. Um, sorry, 36%. 34% is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and I believe the Raptors are going to make them work by swinging the ball to get open looks because of their ability to rotate on defense. We saw them do this countless times in the playoffs last year. The Raptors still have the defensive capability to do that again this year. And they've demonstrated that against the Nets, holding them to under 32% shooting from three in two of the three games in the series. I obviously haven't watched Game 4 yet. I'm recording this Sunday morning. Um, but overall, the Brooklyn Nets are shooting around 32% from, from 3, which is 2% lower than their season average of 34%. So I think that the Raptors' ability to play good defense, a top 3 defense in the NBA in the regular season, probably the best defense in the NBA when they really lock in in the playoffs, their ability to contain the Celtics beyond the arc will help them defend... Tatum and Brown and will give them some problems and so we'll see some 
poor shooting performances from them a few times and the Raptors really lock in. And then I also think there's a statement to be made. We all saw that regular season game in the bubble where the Raptors got humiliated by the Celtics, absolutely dominated. And I think the Raptors remember that. They went 7-1 and in the bubble. That was their one loss. It was uh, almost disappointing and embarrassing. And I know they think that. So they're going to go out there and they're going to make a statement and be like, hey, we want this series. We're the better team. We're still the defending champs. That's how they're going to come out. And then I think that the chemistry within the Raptors organization and within the squad is probably the best in the NBA. I don't see any team having more fun than than our guys. So I think that's a really important factor. Um, and in my opinion, this series is the battle, battle of Tatum and Siakam. Whoever plays better in this series between these two guys will inevitably win the series, in my opinion. Um, so let's go right into my prediction and make this nice and short. <clears throat> my prediction is Raptors in seven. I think that the Boston Celtics aren't quite ready to take the mantle as the best team in the East to compete against the Milwaukee Bucks or Miami Heat, whoever wins that series, which that's a whole nother discussion. I think either team can win that. And I think they're going to fall short of being the Raptors. I think the Raptors have the better defense, better coach, more depth. The one thing the Celtics have is they have the best player in the series in Jason Tatum, which he is the deciding factor. If he plays out of his mind, I don't think the Raptors can win it. But I know there's going to be a few games there where Tatum uh, is struggling, maybe gets in foul trouble, and that's where the Raptors can really thrive. I think the Raptors are going to take advantage of those games and get the win. The Raptors are also mature from last year's playoff run, which makes them a really, really tough team to beat four times in a series. The Raptors have shown that they can face adversity. Um, we saw what happened against Milwaukee being down 2-0. They came back 1-6. and um, No one thought they'd beat the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, they did. And they went seven games with the 76ers. Not having a Kawhi Leonard in this series uh, really makes it tough for the Raptors because he was the closer. He was the guy you trusted to take that last shot in the game. But now we're going to have to see one of these guys, either Siakam, Kyle Lowry. I think it has to be Siakam to mature into the guy um, who's going to take those last shots and live and die by the result. And not take a hard shot, but not necessarily take a hard shot, but just make the best basketball play possible. If he can make the best basketball play possible at the end of a game with seconds left on the clock when you need a bucket, then that's the best you can do. That's what you want him to become. He's the next face of the Toronto Raptors for the next five years, however long he ends up staying, however long he ends up being in this prime. So I think that the Raptors have to just accept that and give him the ball. He's obviously shown he's so talented. He can hit a shot from off the dribble. He can hit a shot from three. He's shown growth this year, and he's put in the work to become the number one guy on the Raptors and average 23-7 and seven on the season. I do believe that the Celtics are talented and confident enough to bring the series to at least six or seven games. I think it's going seven. I don't think there's a question that this series is going to be a dogfight. Um, and I think this is going to be one of the best series to watch in the NBA. It's going to be exciting. you got a lot of young talent. you got two crazy fan bases. Let's be real. A lot of delusion on both sides of this. Uh, Celtics fans, Raptors fans too. A lot of casuals following the Raptors now with their current success. So I think that it's going to be a good series to watch. It's going to be a fun series. 
Um, and obviously this is premature because, as I said, I'm talking about this when both teams are up 3-0. I'm assuming they're going to win. No team in NBA history, if you didn't know, has ever come back from 3-0 in a series. And when you're in the bubble, you have no home court. You got no motivation. A lot of these guys just want to go home, see their family, take an early flight home. You know, maybe extending it to five isn't, what's the point? A lot of these teams are probably thinking. So, um, and this is my prediction. I think both teams are going to end up sweeping today. Um, who knows? Maybe the 76ers will pull out a win. Maybe the Nets will just shoot like crazy. Uh, the Raptors might just try and go easy to try and maybe just do the gentleman sweep in five. But I'm expecting both teams to sweep in. I'm expecting both teams to be matched up next week in a battle in the second round. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Make sure to follow my Instagram at Raptors underscore community. And if you haven't already, give the pod five stars. We'll be coming to you at the end of the first round to discuss every playoff series, discuss what happened. My co-host YP is going to be back, and we're going to talk about everything that happened in those series, what surprised us, uh, what we expected to happen, and then doing predictions for the second round. So we're going to predict all four. This was just my deep dive on the Raptors because, you know, this is a Raptors page. I'm a Raptors fan. Just got to give you guys the content. But thanks a lot for listening, and I'll hear you guys on the next one.